Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. This week's guest is Rach. Uh, Rach is an avid gamer, an avid streamer. Uh, she's a part of the What Culture YouTube channel. Uh, I was introduced to Rach via my friends over at Dark Insight, and uh, they said that she should be on the show, so I got her on the show, and it was great. You guys are really going to enjoy hearing um, her talk about her experience with the Soul game. Soul game? Souls game. Uh, I can't talk this morning, so I'm just going to let you listen to this podcast. Enjoy. I like to think of myself as somewhat of a little bit of a hipster. So Dark Souls 2 released and I thought, okay, so Dark Souls 2, everyone's getting pretty excited about that. I'm going to go to the shop and buy the first one. Uh, so I started with Dark Souls. I got the Prepare to Die edition. I did a little bit of research, of course, and everyone was like, you need to get this edition. So I ended up spending <laughs> like far too much money on it. Um, and I'm so grateful that I did. I absolutely loved that game. Um <laughs> the pre- the prepare to die in the <laughs> in the EU was did that come with like a bunch of collectibles and stuff? Is that what I'm remembering right? Well, well, it was very expensive, so I ended up getting it pre-owned. Okay, um, and it, it was just the game. But yeah, I think you could get one that came with uh, an art book, which I actually did end up picking up uh, later on. Um, I've got that on a shelf somewhere. Uh, I think that's what we got. Yeah, it was just an art book. Maybe it came with a soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, but I haven't tracked that down yet. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon, you're going to be like my like like a lot of our souls souls people, and just like collecting different editions of of Dark Souls and Demon Souls and everything else, just so they could have them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just great to have. Uh, I have the uh, all the strategy guides, and actually, I'm missing Demon Souls. I need to track that one down. Um, and I have all the art books and and stuff. Yeah, I just, I just like having all these things. <laughs> <laughs> so you fell hard for the series when you started playing Dark Souls. Oh, well, fell hard is a really good way of describing it because uh, I... Uh, like, don't rage quit. I came up with that much later on. Like, oh, wow, was I really ragey with games back then? Like, had no patience. I played it for about half an hour. Um, I remember this, like, so well. It's crazy. Like, it was years ago. Uh, and I was honestly like banging my head against the asylum demon like over and over and over and over. <laughs> and, um, oh, and I thought, right, I've made a, I've made a big mistake. This is awful. I am awful. I can't do it. Um, I actually went out to the pub to relax, and um, my friend, I said, told my friends, I said, oh, oh, you got Dark Souls too. I got the first one. Um, yeah, I'm terrible. <laughs> Uh, and they were like, oh, try try Pyromancer. You should definitely be a Pyromancer. And I was like, all right, okay, okay. So uh, I went back, restarted, which I thought was like a big deal at the time. I know having to do the whole asylum all over again. Can you imagine? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Don't know. <laughs> Such a time committal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like I, I just threw like three fireballs at him and he was dead. And I was like, oh, okay, Pyromancer. Um <laughs> And the rest is history. The rest of the game I found like quite easy <laughs> in comparison. Well, Ornstein and Smo and Four Kings and that, obviously, aside, uh, I got on quite well with the rest. 
Yeah, playing a pyromancer uh, is uh, like I don't I don't really like to say like the easy mode of Dark Souls or whatever. Like when people say that, <laughs> but uh, it is such a big help for uh, like new players that aren't familiar with the way the combat mechanics work because you just have that. It, it, it can it can fry some some enemies really quickly with fireballs, and you have kind of that range so that you can stay away from enemies, which I think is important when you're just starting. Oh yeah, totally. Even like the big bad scary like boulder knights, like it's just like oh well, I could go in and cross swords with you and get parried and die, or I could just throw a fireball. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of games um, were you playing at the time, like when you were playing Dark Souls? Because I know for me, like I was. I really like, you know, that third person kind of action RPG ish games like, you know, Assassin's Creed or, or whatever. So going to Dark Souls, which was a lot slower and a lot more considered combat, I, I had no idea what to do. I was just button smashing my way through half that game before realizing like I was doing a, a bad job of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, exactly. Like third person RPGs are my thing as well. I was uh, probably playing Kingdom Hearts at the time. I think that came out on PS3 around about that time. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, I do not um, know. Kingdom Hearts is a, is like a black <laughs> hole of of me not knowing anything about it, except for the fact that um, my buddy Chris, who I do another podcast with, got me listening to that Simple and Clean song. So now I'm kind of like oh. listening to that all the time. <laughs> but it's lovely, yeah, all the memories. <laughs> but but other but other than that, like I, I I tried to stay away from it. I feel like if I if I know too much, it'll just pull me in, and I won't be able to escape. So. Oh yeah, it's it's well, I mean. I'm, oh, I'm really heavy into them in the minute, but I think that was... Uh, I'm just going through like what kind of PS3 games I had. I was uh, Dark Souls... Uh, oh, have you ever played Kingdoms of Amalur? Um, I haven't, but I am, I am familiar with that game, yeah. Yeah, I think I got that one around the same time or just before. Um, but yeah, just RPGs, that, that's my sort of thing. So I sort of fell into Dark Souls really easily uh, once I got over the difficulty side of it. Although, I mean, it's, all, it's a massive cliché isn't it? The whole, like, oh, it's difficult. I can't. Um, <laughs> You're going to die a million times. It's so hard. <laughs> but it's true. I was just like, oh, they weren't kidding. Um, my, uh, my buddy Josh, um, when he went to buy the DS1 remastered, um, he's in the UK, and he said that the guy at game told him, uh, or tried to get him to buy the disc protection. He said, <laughs> you know, you're going to want this because you might get so mad at the game because uh, it's so hard, you might break the disc. <laughs> and, the, and Josh was like, come on, mate. What are you doing? <laughs> Please. <laughs> it's not that difficult. You know what? <laughs> the plot thickens. I worked for a game for three years. <laughs> I was one of those people. I was like, you're going to break this. You have to buy this. Do you know what? Actually, from the opposite side of the counter, do you know how many broken discs we uh, we got handed back? You'd be surprised. Quite a lot. <laughs> When I was a uh, when I was in high school, I actually worked at a what is called a Babbage's or what was called a Babbage's over here. They, they're out of business now, but it was basically like that same kind of store, like a, it's a you know video game store. And uh, man, the people that would come through there, like you know, asking for games like Residential Evil and you know, moms, oh. moms asking for GTA, and I'm like, you know, that stands for Grand Theft Auto, right? And like seeing like something like bloom in their head of like, oh, what am I buying for my ten year old? It's it's a ridiculous job being in those video game stores. Oh yeah, no, it's oh I've got some stories from there. Uh it's an awesome job and I liked doing it, yeah, but oh wow, the characters that you meet. Um how did I get onto that? Oh yeah, breaking your disc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um controller care for Dark Souls, definitely. Break your controller. <laughs> oh, we'll replace it for you. <laughs> 
I definitely um, I had to go through controllers uh, when I was when I first started playing Dark Souls on the 360 because uh, I just played so much that the, the the sticks would wear out. Like I would just play for eight or ten hours a day. Like if I had that much time, and like the sticks would just on the 360, they would start like rubbing off. Like I'd get some powdery like yeah. substance in them, and I could, the, the, they would just start <laughs> drifting. And I'm like, well, I can't I can't be the the complete monster in PvP of how I want to be if I don't have a good controller. So like I probably went through five 360 controllers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sounds about right yeah my oh my ps4 controllers playing dark souls 3 both decided to actually it wasn't dark souls 3 it was neo um both decided to break at once and i'm like wow maybe i'm uh playing this game a little too hard <laughs> <laughs> so what was yeah. uh like once you figured out the pyro stuff and like you started progressing through the game um what did everything kind of click in place besides the, the you know that like you mentioned, like they were seeing a smoke and the four kings or everything, but did you progress pretty easily from there? Did you get real frustrated with the game as you went along? Yeah, I was, um, this was back when like first playthrough, I wasn't really, I didn't have too much pride. Uh, so I was using like sort of help guides online, mm-hmm. uh, for bosses. Um, I would do like the levels myself cause that's what I really love about, well, first time through a souls game was like just exploring. Yeah, um, absolutely. And falling into traps and dying and like, like literally like exploring all these different little uh, bits that they just like scattered around for you to find. Uh, but bosses, I got a little bit scared about because I know that if I die, I have to do this whole area again. And it was like it was more like time was my more precious resource than pride. So I would like get up to a fog gate and then I would look it up online. I'd be like, right, is this a boss? And if it was a boss, I'd be like, oh, this is what the boss does. Um, so actually I, yeah, I had a pretty easy time because I was able to prepare that way. Um, with one anyway, two, I sort of did all myself. That was, uh, actually two was easier. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Was that a conscious decision Um, of you thinking to yourself like, Hey, that this is a new souls game. And now that I'm kind of addicted to dark souls one, like I want to experience this blind with no help. Is that, was that the kind of thought process going into that? Oh yeah. Like I say, I think it's a pride thing. Um, cause I did it with three as well. Um, like my friends were like, oh, say, oh, you're going to play Dark Souls three with us. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to sound lame, but like, I haven't done this boss yet. So I need to do this myself. And they're like, what? Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a pride thing like these days. Cause I'm like, obviously I've played it. Um, I've played, I've done most bosses. There's still some bosses, like for example, Calamite, which I have never done just myself before. I'll, I'll get around to doing that. That kind of scares me still to this day. Um, but yeah, there's like most, like I'll co-op, I'll co-op most of them now because it's just so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, I think everyone should have to at least do every boss themselves for pride's sake, for, for bragging rights. Sake. Yeah. It's interesting that um, Dark Souls inspires that, that kind of, um, that, that kind of challenge mode in people, because I know a lot of guys, uh, I know a lot of people in general that, normally don't do that with video games but for something with dark souls it's like they want to prove it to themselves that they can do it whether it's you know soul level one or whether it's you know new game seven or whatever the challenge is or or, or whatever uh, and it is and there's it's truth like i went through a soul level one run uh, way way back when and now i feel like i don't have to do it but i'm not a dark souls remaster's mm. out i'm like well maybe i do want to do it again like i didn't play the dlc so maybe i could go kill artorias oh. or manis and <laughs> watching some oh people God, do manis. soul level one runs is oh. It's like, how do you do this? <laughs> how is this possible? You know what? It's something I've never done. I started one in Dark Souls 3. I got to... Uh, I killed Vort first time, which I was ecstatic about. Um, I got to, like, the 
obviously the area after for it, the settlement. And then I was like, right, I'm scared. This is scaring me now. I'm going to go do something else. <laughs> um, but yeah, Soul Level 1, like I said to myself when I was getting the remaster, um, right, this is it. This is when I do Soul Level 1. This is when I do PvP. This is when I do it. Um, I haven't done it yet, but I'll, I'll get around to that. I've only had it a week. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Soul Level 1 run coming soon. Yeah, we uh at, at the time of this recording, Dark Souls remastered has been out for about a week, and um, it's it's really hard for me to play anything else. Like, I still have God of War, and I'm like, if I don't, if I if I switch off of God of War, I'm definitely not going to finish that game, and I really, really want to finish that game. So I'm like trying to blitz through the story in God of War. Mm, oh, shame! <laughs> so I, I can get back to Dark I'm Souls. Exactly the same. Exactly the same God of War, and like because I've avoided spoilers for it. Apparently, there's a big thing in the story that's that's oh, that's a big thing, and I've avoided it up till now. And my time is wearing thin; I can feel it. I just got to the big thing, and I wasn't spoiled oh, on no. it. Oh. And I and I was so happy when I got there, and I was like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't, how did I miss this? Like, how did the internet not ruin this for me? Oh, <laughs> and I'm not going to say anything like, about it. Don't worry. So, <laughs> oh, so how many hours in is that? How, what are we talking here? Because I'm about. Uh, four hours in <laughs> um have you done the, it's it's really about areas like because I, like, I spent a lot of time like going around okay. doing side stuff because i was you know I, I was really enjoying like the kind of like figuring out puzzles and stuff and opening chest and whatnot um oh it's brilliant yeah it's really great i just got to the bit with the the long boy the the world serpent guy yeah <laughs> so i'm really long boy not I love that it. far <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you, you've got really you've got a little anything, ways to go but... <laughs> uh, You've probably got like two oh, more, yeah, two, yeah. two two major areas um, to, to do. It's weird, like it's That's great though. I mean, yeah, it's 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 a lot of sorry. fun. Um, <laughs> the it's it's just funny that you know these podcasts come out a little bit later. So like in three months, everybody's been listening to me talk about God of War that came out four months ago. <laughs> it's gonna be kind of ridiculous. Hey, uh, it's a, I don't know. It's a great game. I think it's gonna get. It's definitely gonna get DLC. I think people are gonna be talking about that game for a long time. I'll uh, I'll send you I the think. link, but um, if you go back to uh, I think it's like in the twenties somewhere, um, Palo's episode. Um, he is was one of the graphic designers for the game. He was working for Sony Sony Santa Monica at the time. I think he's still working for Sony Santa Monica. But uh, we recorded like no right after the E three where the game was announced, and it was basically all I could do to not ask him just a million God of War questions during the Dark Souls <laughs> conversation we had. <laughs> But he's a oh, great yeah, dude. We're meant to be talking about Dark Souls. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Look, we it, when uh, when Near came out, like this podcast became like a Near podcast for a couple of weeks. So don't 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 feel bad at all. <laughs> it, it seems to happen. That's okay. I mean, we all love Souls, but let's be honest. I mean, it's not the only game in the world. We love other games. <laughs> Although uh, I don't know if, um, if, if you went through this, but uh, like when I started, when I really got into Dark Souls one, I basically did not play any other video games for probably like a year and a half to two years. Like it was, it was either like small indie games coming out on Xbox Live Arcade or Dark Souls. That was the only two things I could make myself play. Yeah, but it's like I'm talking to myself right now. <laughs> I complain to my friends. They'll be like, what? You've never played this game? And I'm like, no, I just, I don't play new games. I just play Dark Souls again. <laughs> oh, I think I'll do a sorcerer only run this time. Oh, I think I'll go through trying to, you know, be every boss myself. Oh, I'll do this. So I'll do that. And it's like, well, mm, I've got games like Horizon Zero Dawn that I bought the DLC for that I've played once. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> same i didn't buy the dlc for it but i bought the i pre-ordered that game and still have not played it like it's ridiculous <laughs> oh wow oh no horizon is brilliant it's absolutely it's 
absolutely amazing. I definitely recommend it. Uh, but yeah, the DLC was great, but I'm like, oh, I spent money on this. I should play this. But no, 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 Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> Just going straight back to Dark Souls for yet another run, uh, yet another challenge run or a PvP build or, or what have you. So much fun. Or just to grind out some trophies. Uh, I have the platinums. Oh God, let me brag. Can I brag? Absolutely. <laughs> I've got um, got Demon Souls, uh, Dark Souls on the PS3, Dark Souls 2 on the PS3, um, Dark Souls 3 on the PS4, and working on Dark Souls 2 Scholar on the PS4. Um, as well as now Dark Souls 1 Remastered. So yeah, like I love just grinding <laughs> out all the like the Covenant items and stuff and takes you hours um but it's just so fun <laughs> the uh that demon souls platinum is uh has to this day eluded me and i should have done it when the servers were still up to so get somebody to like drop me the the rock or whatever that i need the sharp blade stone or oh damn yeah I but I, I i just you know I, you know it was one of those, i was busy at the time and i kind of forgot about it and then the servers are dead and i'm like well i guess i'm probably never going to do that because i just don't see myself going back to demon souls and grinding for that long <laughs> so. i know i mean if you want to feel better it is without a doubt the hardest most like time consuming platinum i've ever gotten like it was um it was you said oh that rock i think we had the same trophy in mind it was like the pure blade stone yep same one i made like literally made a luck build um like 99 luck uh had the the sword that scaled off luck which is actually it's uh oh i can't remember what it's called it's blue something the blue Uh, blood sword if i remember correct that's the one yeah yeah. actually really really nice sword Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when you've got 99 luck (laughs) (laughs) when you've maxed out your stats it goes really well (laughs) and uh oh just Killing that guy, soft resetting, killing him again, soft resetting. Um, you know, in the end, I did it for, oh, I, I dare not count up the hours, um, but actually ended up going on a forum and getting someone to trade me the weapon just because I just gave up. Uh, I just did it so much. And I gave up, but I got my platinum, so I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um... You know, they're they're 100% definitely going to announce, a, as I've said for the last four years, they're definitely going to announce a Demon Souls remaster at this E3. So uh, we'll have the chance oh. to do it all over again in the PS4. <laughs> oh, I, uh, wow. I don't actually think that they're going to do that. I just think everybody wants them to. <laughs> definitely is a very, very strong like word. <laughs> sure, um, yeah. <laughs> I know they're going to chat about Shadows Die twice, um, I which I was still still clinging to hope that that would be Bloodborne 2, but it's pretty much confirmed that it's not now. Um, but yeah, I, I would love Bloodborne 2 more so than a Demon Souls remaster, I think. I mean, because then it would be a new game, wouldn't mm-hmm, it? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would not say no <laughs> to Demon Souls remaster. The uh, the All of the stuff that's leaked out, and obviously like it's from 4chan and like it's not there's a really good solid chance that it's not real or whatever but uh, the stuff that they're talking about mm. with shadows die twice with the going back to trick weapons from bloodborne um certain trick weapons having like you know three different forms instead of just the two transforms uh things like that like all sound like bloodborne 2 without bloodborne <laughs> so i'm kind of here for it yeah, like true. if yeah. it's like if it's the progression from that you got from demons to dark to bloodborne and this is going to be like the fourth in that progression i, I am 100 percent here for that like that sounds that sounds amazing to me um yeah souls 
like no not souls like pretty much a souls game but not a souls game exactly yeah <laughs> like I'm, I'm totally fine for that like i was always of the belief that it you know dark souls 2 and 3 are great i think they're very very solid games but i just you know the the ideas that they took forward from from dark to bloodborne i think are really resonate with me personally so absolutely yeah yeah i'm i'm oh don't get me wrong i'm super excited whatever shadows die twice ends up being and I'll get it, and I'll play it, and I'll love it. Um, just with oh, Bloodborne is my oh, Bloodborne is my baby. Like, um, I'm not going to use the word favorite because we don't have favorites among our children. It's true, 100 percent true. <laughs> but it's well, I have a Bloodborne tattoo. If that gives you an idea, sure. Yeah, <laughs> we're not going to say favorite. We're just say uh, first among equals. How about that? Like, I really like this kid. Okay, this is, he's a good kid. <laughs> Did you buy a PS4 specifically for Bloodborne, or were you kind of already in on a PS4 beforehand? Nope, bought it for Bloodborne. I was um, I was working for Game at the time, and Bloodborne came out, and I uh, wasn't making a lot of money, so couldn't afford a PlayStation 4 at the time. I ended up picking up one a couple months later in June. I think Bloodborne came out in the March. So working in Game from March to June for like a few months, watching everyone buy Bloodborne, talk about Bloodborne, trade in Bloodborne oh it was painful i was like i should have this game (laughs) um but my good friend at the time actually let me go over to his house and try it out beat cleric beast on my third try and i thought i was like the best thing ever oh yeah um oh yeah (laughs) molotovs (laughs) (laughs) um so it was painful but you know when you got when you got friends they're there for you um so i got my playstation 4 finally and literally played nothing but bloodborne for a good few months. What oh. was it like with having some um, Souls experience under your belt? Because, you know, obviously you, you would play Dark Souls 1 and at least Dark Souls 2 before Bloodborne. Um, mm-hmm. I know as somebody that had played all of the Souls games up to that point and kind of thought I was a bit of a badass, going into Bloodborne <laughs> very quickly disabused me of that notion. <laughs> I was like, oh, I actually have to learn this game. I'm not just automatically good at it because I talk about Dark Souls a lot. Yeah, I think... Um spot on because when I went over to his house and he was like right now you I expect you to be really good at this game and I'm like oh, well no pressure then <laughs> um I mean some things are the same obviously getting the hang of uh like iframes and stuff like that so like I had the general idea but getting used to how fast paced it was yeah that took a while um but I think once it boils down to it like 10 hours um in Dark Souls and 10 hours on Bloodborne I feel like Bloodborne you'd be better at Bloodborne. It's maybe the slightly easier combat. Um, so I think going from Souls to Bloodborne, I had it easy, but I think if you're going from Bloodborne to Dark Souls, you maybe have it a little more, di- a little more dif- difficult. I don't know if that's no, that seems to be, opinion. Yeah, that seems to be the case. I know I know quite a few people yeah. that started with Bloodborne and it kind of... Uh, I know quite a few people that went literally backwards just because of the games that are available. So, you know, Bloodborne came out and then Dark Souls 3 was the new stuff. And then Dark Souls 2 was right there on PS4. And then at, at the time, playing Dark Souls 1 was a little bit more difficult uh, if you didn't have like a PC or an old console. And um, mm. there's definitely something about the way that the combat slows down across those games that I think if you started with Bloodborne and you're used to the dashing and the flipping and the, all of that, like it's going back to Dark Souls 1 is a little bit harder. Like, for me, it's like coming home because I played so much of Dark Souls 1, but, like, I can totally get the... I can totally see it being harder despite the... I think the enemies and the bosses in Bloodborne are much harder than anything in Dark Souls, so... Oh, yeah, well, actually, I wouldn't disagree. Um, I tend to just have a sort of spammy kind of play style in Bloodborne where I'm like, 
very high endurance and just sort of dodge all the time. <laughs> uh, whereas Dark Souls, I tend to play a lot more slowly, like you were saying. Yeah, they're completely different games, I guess. Bloodborne is like significantly different from those other games. Like not even in that, not even in just like the mechanics, but like the way that the story kind of plays out. Dark Souls one and all of the Dark Souls games, I think has a much looser narrative than Bloodborne, which I feel like mm. is kind of wrapped up in itself. Like I feel like by the end of that game, if you've kind of done all of the stuff that you can do, you feel like you have a pretty good handle on what happened. Whereas in Dark Souls one or two or three, like you might have to do some more research. I don't know. How did you, how did you come yeah. to find this, the story stuff? Um, just for some reason, 2 has just popped into my head. Dark Souls 2 is the one I played the most. Um, the, the vanilla edition just on the PS3. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember like finishing it for the first time. Like I said, I saw I went through it all just like not really looking anything up. And um, when I got to the kiln um, and then did the last two bosses, and then it's like, what? I, wait, I don't have a choice? I just have to go, okay, so I went in the big oven... Uh, and the doors close, and I'm like, uh, I thought I understood these games, but I have no <laughs> idea. What, there's giants everywhere. What was the point in the... Because obviously this was before I looked into it all, and I was like, why was the... Was that the queen? I was like, we're, uh, okay. <laughs> um, and to be honest, that just sums up Dark Souls. It's, uh, it's, I think it's the journey, the process of, if you care enough... It's going into like all the item descriptions and then looking up fatty video on YouTube and uh, just enjoying uh, finding all that out and then playing through it all again. Um, so yeah, it was confusing, but I found the process of learning about it like the best thing ever. Did you were you seeking out like YouTube videos or essays online or anything like that? Like after you finished the games. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like I mentioned, I found Vati, and he is just yeah, 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 beautiful. <laughs> He's so great. Yeah, like his his videos are awesome. Um, more recently, I've found um, I've I've just been watching like so much Souls YouTube stuff, like um, and Twitch as well. I'm a massive fan of Lobos Junior, who does all the the challenge runs and stuff like that. And, Lobos um, is so great. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, um. And yeah, just like getting all up in this awesome community and everyone, all the content creators and um, people like that, like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely not a serious lore person. I am um, like the, the other day I did a, 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 she calls it a podcast, but she puts it on YouTube. But uh, Sinclair did something with um, Richard Pilby, Jerks from Jerks on Frontiers uh, website, which he did like a lot of, he did a series called Bloodborne Up Close that was a lot of lore stuff. And he's. He's a very like studied and and really he's a really super intelligent guy. So they were talking about like high level bloodborne lore and you know what do you, how do you Ooh. think that German and Maria met? Like let's look at the evidence and try to like to determine all of this stuff. And I'm over here like oh they definitely met on like a social media website like Hunter and they were just trying to get together. Like I'm I am I am completely not the serious lore person at, at all. <laughs> It's fun having that community though. Like it's 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 been crazy to watch since you know it felt like in 2011 and 2012. Like literally everybody bought a a personal video recorder and started recording themselves playing Souls and making lore videos and <laughs> PvP videos. I felt like none of that existed before Dark Souls. I'm I know that's not right, but in my head, like that was the trigger to release all of this stuff, which has been crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Have you streamed? I know. Uh, I know you, you. You have a regular stream. Um, do you do you stream a lot of Dark Souls online as well? Yeah, um, Dark Souls is what I sort of started up my channel with. I was like, for the longest time, I was pretty much just a Souls channel, 
Um, that was just over a year ago now. Um, I was playing Souls. I was playing Legend of Zelda as well, uh, Breath of the Wild. Um, so I just seemed to like gather this community of everyone who loved it as well, uh, which is awesome from like streaming because obviously you're like interacting with people in real time and stuff like that. It's not just like a like commenting on a YouTube video. I love streaming. Um, these days, I mean, like pretty much since then, I've always got some kind of Souls game on the go. But I tend to try and give it a bit more variety because not everyone. There are people out there who don't like Dark Souls. I know. I don't. I know. I'm not. I don't understand. I, I know those are words. <laughs> I don't understand this. <laughs> that was an English sentence. I promise. Um, <laughs> um, so I try to keep it like sort of variety. But like, like I said, I always have a Souls game on the go, and um, of course, at the minute, it's Dark Souls remastered. Um, just sort of going through, just doing silly things like making really ugly characters and having everyone in the chat going, oh, she is beautiful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the best. It's a, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun being able to do that. Um, I've, I've only done that a few times with Dark Souls, uh, especially with Dark Souls 1 because I was on a 360 and I just I had really had no reliable way to stream. So now being like on the PS4 where you can just hit the button and you can you can just send it to the internet uh streaming pvp invasions it's like i did it last saturday for like two and a half hours and just had the best time <laughs> like it's just yeah. was so much fun like it's having that people there to to cheer you on or to ask you dumb questions or, or whatever to, to do random stuff is and then like when something weird happens in dark souls um i got into a situation in the where uh in orlando do you know where you pick up the uh the dragon great bow where you fall out of the little window and drop down uh Sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, but I I was an invader, and I noticed that the host was up there, and there was another invader that had invaded, and he was kind of coming down the steps, and uh, you could tell that the host's plan was to try to like as soon as he comes down to blast him off and kill him off the off oh, the rafter. Yeah. Oh. And uh, oh my god! I, so like I I invaded and saw this setup and just sat there with the binoculars, you know, just looking at these people <laughs> waiting for this to happen. And chat was going crazy, and it was like it was super fun. Like that's, you know, that would happen, and I I would be by myself, and I'd be like, oh, that's great, but I wouldn't be able to share that with anyone. And like Twitch allowing us to you know push that out into the world, I think is a really great thing for just like just for people. Like I think that's just a fun thing to share. Yeah, I love watching. Uh, in particular, I love watching first playthroughs as well. Um. Especially if they've got a certain amount of patience as well. If they just get angry, I tend to not be as interested. Um, but just sort of reliving. I mean, I, you've probably heard this before, but if there's one game I could just erase from my memory and play from the start <laughs> again, it would be Dark Souls. Uh, just sort of reliving that vicariously through other people on Twitch is brilliant. And then if they if they want help, like you're there for them and you can give them little tips. And, and it's just nice. It's like pay it forward kind of. I love that. The uh, watching somebody like get eaten by a mimic for the first time is <laughs> is maybe. Um, I actually recorded uh, Dark Insight yesterday, and we talked a lot about uh, Dark Souls Remastered. And um, Vader and his son Odin are uh, are playing oh, it together. Yeah. They're, they're co-oping it through, and I was asking him like, okay, so you know, I know Odin's a kid, right? Like, I know he's a, he's a little bit younger, but like, you're not telling him about stuff, right? You're not. He's like, well, I asked him if he wanted to be surprised, and he told me that he wanted me to tell him you know, if there was something major coming up, but yeah, I'm definitely going to let the mimic eat him. And I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. That's all I wanted to know. He has to learn. <laughs> he has he to learn. It's a rite of passage. Absolutely. Um, we there, all got eaten by that mimic. And then we all went on the lift and got squished by the the lift as well, right <laughs> after it. <laughs> it's got to happen. That's uh, 
Sin Fortress is maybe one of my favorite levels across all the series. Like it's Ugh. it's so much fun. Like I and because the very first build I did in Dark Souls Remastered was a PvP build, so I was just like I wasn't doing I wasn't like slow at all, right? Like I'm just blitzing through as fast as I can because I wanted my my red orb so I could I could start invading. And uh, I think I finished Sins in like four and a half minutes, including the time to kill the boss. <laughs> like it's just Oops. it just like just rushed through, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember all of this. Like none of this can kill me anymore. And then thinking about the probably tens of hours i spent learning that way way back when so <laughs> past you is having a bit of a heart attack right now <laughs> exactly yeah if you like really uh like first time runs if you haven't seen uh k plays uh youtube playthrough she did a lp uh, a long time ago completely blind um i think it was the pc version and uh she it's it was really impressive watching her because she she figured everything out like and if she had almost zero help from uh her youtube audience or her boyfriend who was the kind of guy that was like hey you need to you need to play this or whatever um mm. but she figured literally like scaling and lore stuff and illusory walls and all of this stuff she figured out on her own and it was really impressive watching her kind of just put the pieces together because so many people say like oh with dark souls you kind of somebody has to tell you everything for you to get it and it was it's that's the perfect example of like no if you just take your time and literally like kind of look through the game you you can come to the same conclusions that everybody else has so it's kind of interesting i'll send you the link later yeah well, thank you that sounds great well talk to me more about bloodborne i want to i want to hear your opinions <laughs> on uh, what what the best weapon in bloodborne is Oh, well, um, I'm a massive fan of cheese, okay. <laughs> both in real life and in, and in the Souls games. Uh, I just love to find, figure out uh, ways to do the most damage with the least effort. Uh, so my favorite weapon in Bloodborne is Simon's Bowblade. Oh, nice. That's a, that's a really <laughs> yeah. good choice. I'm into that one. So I restarted, I uh, played through the DLC once on my main character, restarted a whole new character. As soon as I saw this weapon, I was like, right. We're making a blood tinge character. Uh, so she's completely optimized. It's blood tinge when it's in bow form and it's skill when it's in sword form. And uh, I got those stats like max and the like firing an arrow. It does like, oh God, it can like one shot stuff. And uh, it made, um, uh, I get these guys mixed up. Is it Lawrence that is the final boss of the DLC? He's like the fiery dude. Yeah, yeah. He's like the optional side boss. He's But he's the guy Lawrence. that it's, it's all fiery. Yeah. Got yeah, I mix up Lawrence and Ludwig. It's the L, I guess. Yeah. Um, it made him like ridiculous. I felt so cheap and dirty after it. Like it was brilliant. <laughs> uh, just shooting him with this bow. Um, but yeah, definitely all oh, my favorite weapon. I love the um, the transformation sort of animations. I I did animation in university, uh, so I'm like a massive nerd about like th- this sort of stuff. But like just watching the sword sort of split apart and turn into the bow and it's just I'm sitting there just like I could just do just sit and press L1 all day just sit and watch this (laughs) (laughs) just zoom the camera in on your character and just press L1 until you get tired of looking at it (laughs) (laughs) totally yeah I mean obviously there's other weapons like that like the cart camera I feel like has a really nice animation uh when it sort of transforms um I love the the, uh, uh, the Rikuyo's animation when it kind of splits apart because it's kind of like a, you're almost snapping it in half and it's just really satisfying. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Oh, I had a beautiful, um, yeah. I had a really good run with the with the bow blade on my blood tinge build, and uh, I was I'd set up a challenge for myself, and I don't know why I did this, but uh, I wanted to beat <laughs> Orphan of Kaz using only the the bow form, like only using the bow. 
and I did Easy. it and I was I was so excited and I was like yeah this is great and it was actually kind of hard to do uh, and then I went to save it to put it on YouTube and the PS4 didn't save it and I was very very sad no! yeah. <laughs> I actually I, oh. I, I, uh, I restored my save from the from the cloud to do it over again and I've never been able to repeat it so like now I'm just in this weird limbo of never been having been able to do it again so yeah wow um no can't say I, d- I did cost with the sword yeah I actually found him a little easier like the more you pressure him like right up close i found that a lot easier so i can imagine trying to do it just with the arrows like ooh, I'm trying to find time to like make the what do you call it the like blood blood bullets, blood bullets. Mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. Eek. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it's a fun fight orphan of cause is, is uh probably my favorite fight in that game just overall he's definitely the hardest definitely yeah. Had you been uh, since you were a little bit late to Bloodborne? Did you get kind of spoiled on the on the mid game twist, or did you go in pretty blind? Uh, what do you mean by mid game twist? Sort of like when it becomes like less of a, a horror game and more of like a Lovecraft kind of space alien cosmic oh. kind of game. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I had that not spoiled for me. I was uh, I was sort of looking into it every chance I got. I was like watching people play it and stuff like that, just because I had to wait on it and I couldn't play it myself. So I was watching a lot of stuff about it. Um. I don't know if I'd call it so much a twist as like it sort of just um I gave it so much so many more levels for me because I was like this isn't just like some sort of gothic kind of game it has like Cthulhu is on that building and he will (laughs) shoot me with a laser like um oh yeah no I love that yeah um I admit I don't know a lot about like Lovecraft kind of stuff it's sort of terrifying understandably um but i kind of get that i get all i need from that through bloodborne i guess yeah it's um it was one of those things that i think sony did a pretty good job handling up into the up into the release of bloodborne like they kind of kept a lot of that under wraps and then all of a sudden it turned into lovecraft and kind of like you i I don't Ah. have a lot of like direct lovecraft experience or anything like i hadn't read a lot of the books but you know being a person on the internet you you absorb stuff so you just kind of i just kind of know like yeah that's cthulhu like that that dude is in this game now um, I don't yeah. know. It's just it's, it's just it's just a weird turn that that game makes. Kind of like you kill Rom, and all of a sudden things get really st- super spooky. Oh, of course, yeah, because everyone is a beast, and you're like, oh, these guys are werewolves. Uh, this guy sort of transformed and stuff like that, and then suddenly there's like, uh, yeah, like the um, the brain suckers and that start appearing, and you're like, oh, something's not quite right here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you kill Rom, and then suddenly uh, it starts getting really weird i never really thought of that as a turning point before i just kind of accepted oh this is where we go to the weird part of the game <laughs> it's all a straight road into weirdness with bloodborne right like there is no turns there are no turns it's just a straight road well i guess it's all a dream right so, <laughs> sure yeah absolutely uh you, you mentioned earlier how excited you'd be for bloodborne too like uh like what would you want to see out of that game we talk about a lot like what what we want from uh I've talked about it a lot, uh, but like it's, I always always get a lot, get kind of excited to hear other people's opinions. Like, what, what's your dream Bloodborne two look like right now? Uh, more of the same, but different. I think what I would need is uh, obviously new worlds, completely new bosses. Please, no, just reskins. We don't want more like old Dragon Slayer and Dark Souls two is what I'm talking about. I want completely new bosses. Um, Maybe like a new kind of, not necessarily the hunter's dream, mm-hmm. maybe a new kind of scenario. Uh, more trick weapons, because I think that's the one thing that kind of lets Bloodborne down is its lack of choice with weapons. Um, 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've got simple, simple uh, wants <laughs> with it. <laughs> I just want a whole new game that's exactly the yeah. same, but more than. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, I'm trying to I'm trying to sound very intelligent and knowledgeable, uh, but really, all I want is the same, uh, more of the same. <laughs> I totally just, understand. Uh, that. Yeah. Just more surprises, more uh, werewolves jumping off buildings and making me scream, like that kind of thing. Just more surprises. Uh, just a new story. I'm curious, uh, like, because obviously you played a lot of Bloodborne, and you know, Bloodborne is your is, is your tattoo child. Let's let's just call it that. Not, maybe not your favorite, <laughs> favorite child, kid. but your your tattoo child. Um, <laughs> what what was it like going into Dark Souls three after like having been a part of the series for so long? Uh, kind of felt. I'm gonna steal your phrase. It kind of felt like coming home. Yeah. Um, I think because I I played so much Dark Souls two. And then got right into Bloodborne, and then I kind of like almost forgot how much I loved Dark Souls, because um, I was kind of like, I mean, I I still obviously had Dark Souls on the go all the way through. I would like sort of pick up one and two uh, in the lead up to three, but uh, wow, like I knew like right away within the first few areas. Like I think as soon as I get to, got to like uh, the swamp, so like that early on, I knew that Dark Souls three was my favorite Dark Souls. Uh, it was it was just everything I wanted three to be. Uh, it was so yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. So was that just like a like a little bit faster combat and like a just a, a kind of a different world layout, or what, what were you specifically looking for? Um, yeah, world layout. Yeah, that's that's definitely what sort of got me. It was more of a it was the more medieval atmosphere, which is what I really loved from one, like starting out uh, Firelink and Undead Burg are very sort of medieval, uh, which I really love like as a starting scenario. And then in three, you have, um, well, Firelink again, <laughs> and um, the, oh, the first area called Castle Lothric. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No. Wall. Um, uh, Castle, Lothric Wall. Lothric. Yeah. Yeah. Wall of Lothric. Uh, well, yeah. Something like that, yeah. There's definitely a <laughs> Lothric wall. in there somewhere. <laughs> um, but it was just so nice to see. I mean, don't get me wrong, I loved 2, and I'll defend 2, but it just it went astray a little bit, I think. Um, I think the first castle was okay, but I feel like 3 just made me go like, wow, I love this level design. I love these enemy design. I'm, I'm fighting knights again. Um, and... Yeah... It was just awesome. And then I'm trying to think, oh, first boss is really, well, it's Fort, isn't it? And then I was just like, I died a few times to him and I was like, yep, I'm back in Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, uh, yeah, I had a lot more trouble with bosses in Dark Souls than I did with Bloodborne. It kind of sailed through Bloodborne, to be honest. Really? Uh, you just kind of kind of yeah, got into a good I mean, thing I, and just rolled right through it? Good for you. I had a, I had like a fire... Uh, fire saw blade build and for some reason it just worked so well against everything it was pure luck really. <laughs> uh, I still have a then, like a pure arcane build um, that I use then it's pretty much just like stack fire gems onto something yeah, or stack bolt arcane, gems onto something yeah. else yeah it was it's uh, most people would tell you that that doesn't really work and it kind of doesn't unless you kind of dig in the chalice dungeons. But I think on a first playthrough, if you can find the right gems, like you can kind of walk through that game because enemies are so weak to fire. So Yeah, that's why I'm so confused at how I like just had no trouble with it. And then um, my second playthrough when I was building this character for uh, the Bowblade, like I mentioned, 
I was like, wow, I had no trouble with this the first time. Why am I dying so much? It's because I was trying the the whip, the cane, and it was so much harder. Yeah, um, I, that was my sorry. starting weapon. That's the one I started with and played through. But like, that was my first run of uh, Bloodborne. Was the was the cane? Oh, the cane. Yeah. It's so like gentlemanly. It's perfect for Bloodborne. Like <laughs> it is. There's a level of class, and you, you talk about the animations on the transformations when you like click it onto the floor to lock it in place and turn it into a sword again. Is one of my favorite mm. things in Bloodborne. Like that's such a that like clock, and it's like just a sword now. It's so good. Transformation uh, like attacks are the best. Like when you, you're like uh, just doing your R ones, and then you press L one, and it transforms mid and, and also attacks. Like that's hands down in my opinion the best like bloodborne animation is uh when you transform it back but still like hit the guy <laughs> mm-hmm. my uh my favorite one of those is the uh the world gig it's all because you just basically break the top the like pizza cutter part off and slam it down on somebody in front of you and just like grind them into the ground with it and it's just oh. yeah it's it, uh, <laughs> the world gig is i always say that rakuyo is my favorite weapon but there's a special place in my heart for the for the pizza cutter because you could just mow down people <laughs> so I do love pizza. I haven't really used that weapon much, so I need to give that a go. <laughs> it's it is Rachel. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> like if, <laughs> because you can just hold it out, you hold L two, and it just spins. Like and it's, you hold it out in front of you, like you're like it's a lawnmower, and you can just. <laughs> especially the uh, uh, the early enemies in the game because they didn't really build them for because that was a DLC weapon. It came later, and uh, they didn't really build mm. them to avoid that. So. You can just this stun lock them and they cannot move and cannot leave and like I've racked up four or five thousand damage on the stamina bar just holding it down before it's ridiculous, Oops. very very crazy. I know what I'm putting on after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I have to play remastered. Don't make me play Bloodborne again. This is I'm literally playing... what happens every weekend that I record this podcast. <laughs> I leave the podcast and I'm like, okay, I got to go play Dark Souls or got to go play Bloodborne or yeah. <laughs> very hilarious um, to me do you know what's funny um yeah i've had dark souls remastered for a week now and i'm still like my i have a, a stream character that i've been playing through on stream uh she's just done uh Kaleg, but my actual personal character i've been playing off stream she's still like chilling at gargoyles because i just keep putting my sign down and getting summoned and doing gargoyles and then going and doing something else and then coming on that i'm like oh i think we'll just do gargoyles again um so yeah like i need to just i I can't play bloodborne i need to get to to somewhere (laughs) (laughs) on that character i need to go somewhere (laughs) again this Um, is what this is this is exactly what happened to me with dark souls one like i would put another game in and i would play it for like four or five minutes and i'm like i could be playing dark souls right now what am i wasting my time with (laughs) on this for like that doesn't make any sense i'm um I'm I'm curious as uh, so you've been playing these games for a long time. Obviously, you've spent a lot of time thinking about them and and talking about them and and playing them and everything. Uh, do you think that Dark Souls has has changed you either as a person or as a as a video game player over the years? Oh, absolutely! As a video game player, definitely. Um, I I like I said I never used to have patience before, but I have actually developed patience with games. I mean, I still sort of get mad, but I don't turn it off like I wouldn't switch games just like but I used to just be like oh screw this I'm gonna play someone else like um but yeah patience and perseverance definitely it's not just a cliche it does teach you that um and as a person uh I mean I'm still me (laughs) (laughs) sure but I've 
through Dark Souls, like I've met all these amazing people um, online, discovered all these awesome content creators. So uh, I feel like my life entertainment wise is, is better. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> We're, um, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't interrupt. No, no, no. I'm good. That I tend to just, I'm Scottish. I end sentences with, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, we're we're real close to E3, and uh, by the time this podcast comes out, like all of this will be answered. But uh, from software is obviously announcing Shadows Dodge twice, which we kind of talked a little bit, and then they've they've got other projects that they've hinted that they're working at, but we don't really know what they are yet. Uh, mm. For your money, like if you could do, and this could just be Bloodborne too, which we've already talked about, and that's fine. But if you could have any game from From Software right now, like if you could tell, if you could whisper Miyazaki's ear and tell him, like, hey, do this, <laughs> what would it be? Um, well, yeah, I'm sorry to be boring, but it would be Bloodborne too. I, I don't disagree with uh, Demon's Souls Remaster being awesome. Maybe if they were to sort of make the world and character tendency a little bit easier to process, uh, I would be totally behind uh, a Demon's Souls Remaster. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, I just want another Bloodborne. I feel like I'm ha- I'm not happy, but I am content with Dark Souls 3 being the last Dark Souls um, because... The three of them are all so good. Uh, some more than others, but they are good. <laughs> um, plus, now we've had one remastered and we can play that all over again. Again, wouldn't say no to a Dark Souls 4, but it's it's not going to happen, is it? Let's be honest. Um, uh, and if I, I think if it does, it won't be uh, a From Software game. Like I think Namco would, would take over that. And I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... I feel like that would be enough of a you'd get enough of a backlash in the community that Namco is probably smart enough not to do that. But I think we'll definitely yeah. see. Um, like I mean, Solaire is in. Uh, no, wait, they haven't actually announced that yet. I don't think. I thought for some reason I was thinking <gasps> that Solaire was going to be in um, like one of the Namco games, like the Soul Calibur thing. But I think I'm thinking of the dude from I, the, the, the Witcher. Do you like, know what? I think you might be right. I think you I, honestly, like I feel that was just like a sort of thing in my head. I was like, because they're making the amiibo for the Switch, and I'm like, oh, they're going to put them in smash bros and i'm like no they wouldn't do that they wouldn't put him in smash bros they would put him in soul caliber <laughs> i think so too like that's and i've I, seen people like recreate soul solera and, and, and soul caliber like soul caliber 5 and stuff like i've seen, used to see that so i guess in my head it just it automatically happened but i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if we got like a kart racer from namco where you know solera is racing around against pac-man or some some bullshit like that like i, I just see that <laughs> happening in my head we can dream. I mean, hey, there's that Sonic racing game that has Banjo-Kazooie in it. So. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. literally anything is possible, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the, oh man, just the, isn't the games industry great? Like, it's just great. Yeah, it's a like. it's 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 been a lot of fun to watch over the last few years of because uh, I think games have gotten nothing but better and better. Um, even if the like community around games has gotten kind of kind of weird and, and worse in some ways, but the the, the actual mm. quality of the games that come out, I think, are, are way head and shoulders above what we used to get when I was a kid. Anyway, so totally, yeah. I mean, I still think I haven't quite processed that Dark Souls is coming out on the Switch. I think it's probably a good thing that it got delayed because I would just never play the PS4 version. <laughs> um, I was planning on getting both anyway, but I'm just still I'm so grateful. This sounds so sad. I'm just so grateful that um, that the Switch is doing so well because the Switch is my baby. I've got many children, apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like the fact that that is coming out on Switch, that is the best thing ever. I would love... Um, I mean, maybe not the C3. We'll see how Dark Souls Remastered does on the Switch. We'll see how buggy it is. But just in future, I would love 
maybe like a Dark Souls collection, maybe even a Bloodborne, maybe on the Switch. That would be so cool. Yeah, I I would like I I don't have a Switch um, yet, and I may or may not buy one. I I don't have much like of a need for a portable gaming system in my life too much. Um, pretty much if I'm playing games, I'm, uh, I'm parked directly in front of my PS4. So, um, uh, mm. but at the same time, like I'm so happy for the people that, you know, have room in their lives for a portable game system and getting all these great indie games. And I just, I want more people to play dark souls really. So <laughs> I have more people to record oh, with on this podcast. <laughs> 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 5 million accounting. We're going, we're going for episode 5 million. <laughs> well, uh, Rach, thank you very much for guesting on the podcast today. I very much appreciate it. Um, can you tell everybody it's been super fun? <laughs> <laughs> can you tell everybody where you can be found on the internet? Should they choose to to find you out? Sure. Um, if you want to come hang out on Twitch sometime, my Twitch channel is called Don't Rage Quit. Uh, that's Rage as an R A C H. Get it? Don't Rage Quit. Don't Rage Quit. It's a really clever <laughs> name. I love that name a lot. By the way, <laughs> I try. I try. Um, but yeah, uh, same tag for Twitter. If you want to. Um, I just tweet about uh, streaming mainly, but I do have the odd sort of kitten retweet or, or selfie or, or, you know, quality content like that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I also work for a Watt Culture Gaming. If you are, if you have heard of them on YouTube, quite a big YouTube gaming channel. I've been trying to force lots of Dark Souls content upon them. Um, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. You said that was what's, uh, so, what's yeah. Culture? What's the link for that? What culture? What yeah, culture? culture. A, okay, yeah, there it is. Yeah, good bunch of guys. <laughs> cool. You, and I'll have uh, links to all of that in the show notes so that you could uh, go take a look at that and uh, go go find all that stuff out because it's really. I've been following you since the uh, Dark Inside episode that you did, and uh, it's it's been kind of a delight. So definitely go check all of Rachel's oh. stuff out. <laughs> Thank you. Those guys were awesome. Yeah, they're a great bunch of guys. And then they of of course introduced me to yourself, which I'm very grateful for. I had a really nice time. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you again for guesting. I, I very much appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, I've, as always, I've been your host, Jeremy Greer. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. You can find the podcast at don'tgiveupskeleton.com. That has links to uh, our Patreon, where you can, which you can use to support the show directly. It also has links to the t-shirt that I just put out. If you want to wear a skelly on your belly, that is the place to go. Um, it also has links if you want to sign up for the show. Basically, anything and everything that you want to do with this podcast is at don'tgiveupskeleton.com. Uh, thank you, everybody, for recently leaving reviews and stuff on iTunes. Um, I think this is the first time I've recorded since uh, I noticed this, but apparently Don't Give Up Skeleton showed up in the new and noteworthy section in iTunes somehow in the UK. I don't know how that's possible, <laughs> but if you're if you're oh, here congrats. from that, then thank you very much, and thank you UK iTunes, I guess. I don't know. And uh, and shout out to my buddy Richard from We're Not Wizards for uh, taking a screenshot of that and sending it to me. And uh, You guys all know Richard, I'm sure, if you listen to this podcast, but definitely go check out his podcast, We're Not Wizards. Thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, I appreciate it, and remember, Don't Give Up Skeleton. And we're good. Hey. <laughs> that was great. We did wonderful. Oh, it's, it's, it's amazing how simple it is once you get started talking about it.